<laughs> and we're live. Hello and welcome everybody. Hopefully you're having a great goddamn day. Welcome back to another Wednesday edition of Crypto Yams. We have a couple things to talk about today. Uh, some things in the news, some things with BTC. So first things first, JP Morgan came out and said today that obviously they're they're very much backing behind Bitcoin. They're looking for a 28% rise as they're backing it. They're also pulling out housing money, essentially, to be putting into crypto. So some very exciting things to go over today. We'll come back to this in a bit as well. El Salvador is losing on Bitcoin, but the president says it's cool. <laughs> He's absolutely seeing the long-term longevity of the crypto space. So Bitcoin, what's it doing? Well, going sideways. <laughs> Not much has really changed in the last couple of days, other than the fact that we continue to range uh, in this level between 30,000 and 29,000. We've really tightened up. The volatility is at very much lows. Yeah, really not too much exciting stuff happening here. Really, we need to break through our market structure lines. 30,000 is coming in as the four hour resistance that we need to push through. I believe the 12 hour resistance level is coming up here. Let's see here. Let it populate. There we go. Yeah, so at about 30,700. 30, so quite a bit of resistance between 30 and 32,000. Um, that's going to be the big level for us to beat in the short term, midterm. Um, as we can see, the midterm money flow is continuing to kind of build up. We've been slowly starting to push ourselves back into the green in this level. We obviously need the range to break. We need the market structure to be bullish again. We have the Fibonacci levels are in a bullish posture right now. So we really just need the structure to change. So what did we not talk about the other day? We talked about the thirty-two to $35,000 level being significant for us. Um, and in order to reach anything above that, obviously, we need to grind through that level. So we're continuing to see bottom signs here. Daily has not yet TC'd back up. Unfortunately, we're still waiting for this guy. The 16-hour, though, I believe, has not TC'd back down. It has, actually. It had TC'd back down. So there is some obvious uh, confusion and just overall flippy floppiness going on in this current spot, which is fine. Again, as long as we continue to range and we don't end up breaking down through the market structure line, uh, we still have a very good chance of you know seeing some sort of midterm, short-term run and potentially something a little bit longer, potentially over the next couple of weeks. I believe this is the first uh, first time in history that we've seen an eighth red week in a row. So something to keep in mind, the bears, I believe, are very tired at this point. We need to see some sort of rebound, dead cat bounce, whatever you want to call it. Potentially, you know, the bulls have potentially a very nice spot here to pump the said price up. But it depends on if they're going to use the opportunity or not. Right. If retail's not backing behind the, the bulls, they can definitely have a much harder time of actually using this as momentum and continuing to the upside. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, real quick, taking a look at over at TCC. What are we doing here? Still sitting at about nine cents. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. If you guys haven't heard, haven't checked it out, tripleconfirmation.com, you can find all the good information sitting over there. Make sure to check us out on Trader Joe. Make sure to grab your free TC pot while you still can, because obviously that's not gonna last forever, friends. I believe Professor Week is still going on. 
So we've added some super fun kind of concept. Um, how would you say this? Essentially themes for the free to earn channel. So super good. Go over there, check it out, get your free tokens while you can. And we appreciate you guys. Let's see here. Back to our news. Stabilization type range. Oh, yes. Oh, it seems that other people are also talking about 32,000. Long term, blah, blah, blah. Metric overvalued. That's not good. This guy's saying $8,000. I don't know if we actually should take that seriously. More downside ahead. Hmm. Let's take a look at this quick article. JP Morgan backs Bitcoin to rise 28% and says cryptocurrencies are now its preferred alternative asset. Uh, the fair price was 28% higher than its current level. That's what they're saying. Cryptocurrencies have fallen dramatically in 2022 as investors have ditched riskier investments. But JP Morgan said it saw an upside for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency markets more generally after the sell-off. So JP Morgan's bullish. That's great news for us. They're saying that the fair market price is th almost 30% higher than its current level, telling us that, let's see, 30,000, 30% of that. What's 30% of 30? 10? So $40,000 is what they're saying, essentially almost 40, which makes sense. You know, 38,000. Yep, absolutely. Correlation looks more like capitulation relative to last January, February and going forward. We see upside for Bitcoin and crypto markets more generally saying it's tumbled. Of course, Ethereum actually being down almost 20% more than BTC, more than likely has a much better chance of getting some sort of early kind of wake up starts pumping beforehand. BTC as it has many, many times in the past. And other than that, they go into Terra USD a little bit, blah, blah, blah. Strategist said a little sign of, yeah, they're not, it's not looking good. All right. And, and absolutely, we talked about it last week. As I said, I really don't know how Luna can kind of pull themselves out of this hole that they've dug for themselves because they're essentially in China at this point. <laughs> and they're like, well, well, we'll get back to North America. It's fine. Everything's fine. Don't look over here. Don't look at this. Just uh, just pay attention to what we tell you. There's not, you know, six trillion circulating coins now. Yada, yada, yada. Not good for the Luna guys. Now, they might pull something out of their hat. You never know. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not holding a little bit just for the heck of it, but it's not a ton. And I don't know, man. It, it, you know, it's, it's almost more likely to go to zero at this point than it is to actually <laughs> recoup those losses, if any. So I'd be very aware and not heavily invested in Luna, but not financial advice, just my personal thoughts. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Newsworthy, uh, more regulations, shenanigans. This was a day ago. Other withdrawal sore. Crypto bears keep Bitcoin below 30. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, the eighth week of losses sentiment indicator in suggests upside. So the sentiment is starting to slowly turn around. That's a nice sign that we see that. Coming back over here to our weekly, again, still kind of rounding off this bottom. It's going to take another week or two before we see confirming confluent signs of a bottom here. If it is going to continue being a bottom, I would say one to two more weeks. Um, but the four days giving us a nice early kind of wake up call to what's going on here. Obviously, divergence is showing up on the triple confirmation indicator. Uh, we see the money flow, the wolf pack, the green dot, all the things we would want to see to get some sort of bullish push here. Now, these, of course, are the shorter term, midterm macro uh, divergences. 
And as well, we have divergence on the more macro coming back from previous lows. So some good stuff to potentially be had here. We, of course, need daily to TC back up. We need four day to follow along. We need the market structure here to change into a bullish fashion again, invalidating these six bearish divergences that are showing up um, two days ago. And again, because we're in a range, you know, most of the shorter term signals are going to be less valid than they normally would be. So just something to keep in mind for sure. Looking at the macro, looking at the overall, understanding that we're starting to hit bottom here and turn around, right? So the four hour stuff isn't going to come into play until those macros make a decision. Hey man, I wanted to add something to the JB Morgan statement, if that is yeah, cool. Of course. I think it's awesome that a big institution like JB Morgan goes out in especially like bearish times we're in right now and say that the long-term future of crypto is promising for them. Because like an institution like JB Morgan, they're not just like buy it and sell it the next day. Right, that they, they look like five years ahead, 10 years ahead, 20 years ahead. And when a big institution like that gets involved, they believe in it. And I think that is the, the best what we can get out of that article that they stand there and say we believe in crypto. And I think that is what we should remember about this article. I think that is the major input we should take out of that. You know? Yeah, 100%. I mean, two years ago, JP Morgan would have never even had Bitcoin, you know, <laughs> the word Bitcoin in, in any of their vocabulary. They spited everyone who had it. And they told, you know, they put it out there that if, if, our, if our investors buy into Bitcoin, I'll, we'll fire them, blah, blah, blah. Like the narrative shift has done a total 180. Oh, yeah. Know? And I mean, JP, JP Morgan is a big institutional power. Right, people listen to JB Morgan. And I think it's a very big deal for the whole crypto scene that an institution like that stands for crypto now. I yeah. think this is so beneficial for the whole crypto industry and for every project that is building crypto. Um, because the financial world obviously will follow JB Morgan's advice on stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's huge. And I think it's huge that they're saying the fair value is sitting at $38,000. Right, we know that thirty-eight thousand. As soon as we popped below it on a on a final closing candle, is when we got the push down to you know twenty-five. So it makes sense that that is the teeter-totter level playing field of the price, and it's nice that they agree with what we were already seeing. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, there's been some controversy with USDT. I know a lot of people are concerned with. Uh, the, you know the stability of the stable coin i really don't think it's a big issue the the only reason i believe that we saw the influx um with the price kind of untethering uh that week was because of fear and so many people pulling out so much so fast that we were able to push it down to whatever we got to 95 cents on the dollar or something in such a case which of course you know it, it happens so fast slippage liquidity yada yada like it's come right back up to tethering point. Um, and I really don't believe that USDT is going anywhere. We've had this talk for almost four years that, you know, USDT is not backed by real money, blah, blah, blah. They're getting regulated like crap. They're getting you know, audited, all of that stuff. I mean, it's not necessarily true. Sorry that I interrupt you. That's that, okay. and that they're not backed by dollar assets because they're mainly backed by government and company debt 
So in the financial world, that means basically it's a fiat value, right? So yeah. I don't see that issue. And especially like in bear markets and stuff, the governments and the companies will get more debt. So they will even get more collateral. Yeah. Um, I think that the stablecoin issues obviously got spiked with what happened with Luna. And uh -huh. there's way more talks. And obviously, it's a very good clickbait right now to release articles about that topic. Um, I do agree, though, that USDT from the big stablecoins that are still out there is the most likely to get unpacked because that is a weird thing, right? So when the company decides to pay off the debt or pay off their collaterals, that obviously can affect USDT as a stablecoin, but USDT is one of the most known and most reliable stablecoins stable that we have in the crypto scene to date. And how Potato mentioned it, like this talk about USDT pops up in every bear market. This is, <laughs> this is not a new topic. No. Um, right now it has more power to it because what happened to Luna but I'm, I can, I, and you can never say 100%, but I'm pretty certain that USDT will not go anywhere. Um, I'm pretty sure they will stick around. But I agree that they have the highest risk of causing trauma. Um, USDC, for example, is a very better uh, alternative. And when Akala finally brings AUSD into the evm compatible chains that will be the next best stablecoin to pick up in my opinion but I, I think that that usdt stuff especially is just another fud version of what we had in 18 what we had in 14 you no know, 14 i think they were not around yet but what we had in the last bear market and pretty much since usdt is around right? like this is yeah. not a new topic it just has more power to it because of luna of course, there's going to be people on the other end of the table who are almost looking for it to fail. You know, they've been talking about it for so long, just like the guys, you know, who were like XRP uh, maniacs, right? Like they were absolutely endeavored to that coin for no good reason whatsoever. You know, Tether staying alive benefits everyone in the crypto space, you know, they, <laughs> sad to say, but I mean, they've kept prices where they are way better than retail ever has. Now, of course, it's, it's not a good thing to have all of our risks set on one table, essentially, you know. But, but you should never rely on only one asset, right? No, exactly. As long as you're diversified and you're not all in Tether, you're not all in one thing, you're never gonna you're never gonna be in that boat of losing everything. Oh, Johnny's saying there's a rumor that uh, USDC could become the Fed coin for the US. Congress is working with them right now. I mean it makes sense because it's the only stablecoin out there right now that is legit backed by a dollar. Yes, every one to one. I mean they have a bank account and every time they mint USDC, they put that into the bank account. So they're legit the only um, project out there that is legit 100% 100% backed by USD fiat and it, it just makes sense because obviously they, they have a lot of regulation going on because of that because they stack up a crypto value giving it out into the world 
and backing it by the US dollar. So obviously the government has an interest in regulating that and to just get their share. Um, but what I want to say too, and that is a thing that annoys me about the crypto space in general, it's that regulations equals not good for most of the people. And that's not true. Um, especially with stablecoins, when stablecoins get regulated and we can say with a great amount of certainty that this stablecoin will not unpack because it's legit backed by dollar value and actually government is overlooking this, that it stays a dollar. I think this is beneficial for the whole crypto scene and it has nothing to do with, oh my God, the government gets involved. Oh my God, crypto will go away. It will just put a, another layer of security onto the crypto market and that will bring people like JB Morgan or other big financial institutes into the crypto market. So yeah, yeah, don't exactly. think that regulations is a bad thing from the get-go because it's not. We will all benefit from that if we have a stablecoin that is government-approved stablecoin. You know, this is not a bad thing. It's a it's a good thing, but it's not a great thing at the same time because as Johnny said too, like you know the the, the trackability now of funds and stuff like you know the blockchain was was trackable yes like, the since the get go right but now you know it, it's like they're holding the key to the entrance and the exit instead of you know just oh i get that but like on the other hand see what happens if they're not regulated then something like luna happens yeah right or uh, and you're not forced to use usdc later when it's regulated like that right you always have the decentralized options like a usd later when it's 100 decentralized or um, usdt is not 100 decentralized either because they're backed by companies yes. right so um this discussion always goes into the wrong direction where it's like regulations is bad regulation is bad they will spy on me and stuff um <laughs> don't use your phone if you're concerned about that Right, like that discussion makes no sense to me. I think for the whole crypto space in general, it's so beneficial if we would have a stablecoin the whole industry can rely on and say this stablecoin stays a dollar and will not get unpacked, will not go to zero, or will not mint more tokens to stay to keep in the pack. And that's basically what Luna did, and that's why they have that issue now with I don't know, seven trillion coins or whatever they have now. Because they just printed so much Luna to keep the pack stable and that destroyed the project. And when you have a project like USDC and it's 100% backed by a dollar and government regulated, everybody will trust this stablecoin. Right. Um, if you don't trust it or you don't want the government to track on you, you still have the options to use another stablecoin. But I think for the whole crypto space, it's so beneficial if we get that. Yeah, I agree with you. I do. Sorry, I kind of like intervened you. No, I like it. It's good. I want I want more discourse. It's good. I don't, you know, me talking for 20 minutes by myself. I like having a bit of discussion in there. It's good. Just going to take a quick look at the uh, AVAX BTC as requested. What do, uh, what are obviously initial things that we see are going to be very clear and obvious bullish divergences stacking throughout the history of this thing. A little bit more clear to see on the weekly as well just in how we've been obviously in a very clear macro uptrend and at the same time stacking bullish divergences. This could be inevitably leading itself into what we saw with Ethereum 
almost a rising wedge turned bullish and broken to the upside. Um, and of course, this is the BTC value. So price against Bitcoin. Um, we're either sitting on major support as it is right now, which I mean, as we look at it, we've only had one closing weekly candle below this level here. The rest is held. We're sitting on that level right now. So potentially some good support for us here. Let's also take this and we'll drag you up and then maybe another one right there. So give us an idea of a potential rising channel. So if the wedge is within the channel, right, we don't have validation of this resistance yet because we've only got one touch. This one, though, for the wedge pattern and for the middle line, we have multiple, multiple touches giving us more validation of that level. So if anything, for now, we can just take this out of here and say that it's more so like a wedge within a channel or just a channel that we've broken into and we've got a more major resistance level sitting up here. At the moment, the money flow as per weekly is not looking great. But again, coming down to our four day to give us a better kind of earlier warning sign, we're actually not looking too, too bad. Well, and at the same time, daily, it just it doesn't feel like it's ready yet. I feel like we might get some sort of scare, push down, final crack into AVAX and potentially many other altcoins. Um, we are potentially printing a red dot on today's close. Uh, Wolfpack being turned back down and potentially a daily close below our support line here. Again, we've been below this level before. As long as we see, you know, another divergence and support, it's probably only going to get to about, I would say, 0 0.0008, maybe a little bit lower, but that region should be good. Let's see here for support. I'll drag it over, see what we see. Maybe actually take it up a little bit more. Yeah. So as we can see, we've seen support, support, resistance, resistance, support, broken through. Quite a bit of confluence in that level. So that's going to be our more shorter term major resistance here. I said right around that 0 0.0008 BTC, it is likely that potentially we see a green dot tomorrow or the next day if things are going to turn around with BTC here. and. Some of that bearish stuff gets invalidated. Now, it could be, though, as well, that BTC ends up starting to take off and the old coins just are lagging behind because of sediment. So, I mean, the BTC price is going to fall if BTC price is going up and AVAX price is not going up in USDT value, right? So drops the BTC value down because, you know, for every $30, it's, it's worth less BTC as BTC rises. So hopefully that makes sense for you guys. Again, I, you know, I really think that taking starting entries in and around this area on most coins is not a bad idea at all. Starting entries for the long, taking more profits off on the shorts, as I posted about in the last update. Um, and that's really the only thing that I think we can do right now. You know, obviously not closing those things until the macro shifts around for sure. And because our dailies kind of flippy flopping us back and forth. It just feels like, again, we're, we're right near the end of this consolidation because this is usually how it goes. It starts to tighten up, tighten up, tighten up, the calm before the storm type of situation, and then we explode. So whether that's an upside or a downside explosion, more likely upside in this case, things are looking for some sort of exponential move regardless. 
I think we've pretty much covered the things that we wanted to cover today. Um, again, don't be making too many rash decisions with your positions at this point. We're still working against trend at the moment, but the trend is starting to show signs of turning around, right? So we have to pay attention to that. We have to know that it's trying, but if it fails, then, you know, shit happens. We'll get out of our starting entries. We'll add back to the short and everything will be a-okay. I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, KSM has done about a 20% pump in the last day since our post. So super exciting stuff with that. Still overall looking really great. Again, I think a lot of these altcoins have gone very oversold and they're going to kind of use this period of sideways to pick themselves back up, brush themselves off and more than likely kind of recoup some of those losses that they've seen before BTC actually starts moving. The prices uh, kind of magnet to each other and they carry on anyway up. So look for those oversold markets right now. I think it's a great opportunity to be picking up some of these altcoins, at least in smaller proportions, such as, as we spoke about, Block, KSM, uh, Atom. I know you said you don't like ICP, but ICP is cheap as heck right now. And many, many, many more. So, yes, with all that being said, again, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to our podcast. Very interesting to see the metrics and where you guys are from. If you're in our group or not, make sure to check out tripleconfirmation.com for all the fine details. If you're not in the discords, sitting in with our meetings live, you can do so with the links through the website as well. And we hope to see you guys in there. Make sure to keep your ears and eyes open for the release of Alpha Triple Confirmation Bot. Very exciting stuff to come over the next couple months. And we love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. Bye-bye.